It's time for Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farvar. I am Marty DeRosa. And we have a banger of an episode for you today. Uh, but before we introduce our guest, I just want to remind you, uh, if you want to be on the show, send us your mix. We've got a lot of people that have been chiming in. We, we love to have you on, but we need to get your mix to us in advance to see if we can uh, make time for you. Yes, we need to judge you beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Via your music. Because if you put songs on that we have three people who have the same exact thing, which has happened. Literally, three guests had the same exact yeah, five songs. It was like Nookie, uh, God Only Knows Why by Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, Papa Roach, uh, Losing <laughs> My Mind, um, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor by Drowning Pool. And uh, yeah. and um, We just can't have that. It's uh, repeat yeah. business. Yeah, we want to be original. We want you to be original. And we want you to send us those. End out, and it's at paulmartymix at gmail.com. That's right. Please, keep, if you like the uh, podcast, tell people about it. Review if us. If Paul messed something up, if he said something yeah, wrong. Yeah, incorrect. If you want to cancel Paul. Cancel want to Cancel uh, Marty. Tell us that uh, we made a mistake. That Marty talked too much about wrestling. If that bothers you, we get it. I understand. Paul talks too much. I talk too much about my bands. I get it. If you hate me referencing Dickie Barrett from the Mighty <laughs> Mighty Boss episode. Tone saying if you can't do it live, you shouldn't do it on an album. <laughs> we'll talk about that. These are all things that you can uh, vent to us. And we will have, we have an episode coming up where we talk to you guys. We respond to what you've said to us in uh, those emails. Again, paulmartymix at gmail.com. Please review us as well. We got to get reviews too, Marty. Yeah. We but- stepped down off our pedestals for one episode <laughs> to mingle with the regular people. Normally we're up Commoners. in the balcony. Yes. Normally we're up in the balcony. Like the Muppets, those yeah. two guys judging. And then, but this one we're down here. We're in general admission. Yeah. We just got some dumbass bracelets like you guys just drinking some beers <laughs> that Commoners. we paid way too much for. Yes. But you know what? All that is out of the way. It is time to get down to business. We're going to take a little, we're going to take a little trip down south. Yeah. We've got a wonderful guest, Allie Clayton. One Allie. Of my, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, Allie, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Was my mixtape original? Your oh. mixtape was aggressively original. <laughs> I uh, I would I thought of like what we could do to make sure that we didn't have repeat mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, I got, I just got right. You and I were at a yeah. show. I'm like, I got right person right now. <laughs> we have got some debuts on the podcast. I believe these are all debuts. I don't think we've ever had any of these artists on the podcast before, I, which is exciting. I think I could I could actually say that I'm pretty sure four out of five of these will never ever appear and on anyone else's other podcast we which have is fine we'll be taking our first trip to broadway <laughs> as, and, and hopefully not our last paul i uh, i enjoy a good broad this is like aggressively broadway <laughs> we'll get to that next but let's kick it off with your first song first uh, of all before we say that ellie how, how, how did you pick these songs what was the uh what, what was the catalyst that made you think of these five songs because you you came up with them pretty quickly was it hard or no it was not hard <laughs> Okay. I was trying because you were like, you know, pick ones that you have something you can talk about that you have a story that goes with it. Um, and I had a different mixture. Originally, I was going to do two musicals, but then I decided I wanted to do all female. Um, Is that also a first all female artist? No, um, I think we had one before. Maybe not. We had a woman uh, empowerment episode. <laughs> no, I guess not. What's that? We had a woman empowerment episode. We did. With uh, Sarah Perry. We did. So okay, so that was what that was the that was the theme here. Mm-hmm. But also just stuff that I have stories about. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's okay. start with. Have the, you ever made a mixtape for anybody? Um, like I rem- like I have a lot of mix CDs. I still have my whole like Case Logic 
CD book. Oh, uh, with just like dates written on them with a yeah. Sharpie. I love it. Uh, Allie's 2006 Summer Mix. Hell yeah. What were so some of those uh, n- n- notorious <laughs> songs on that? Um, Well, I had one, my favorite mix CD ever. It's somebody called it Cooler Than a Polar Bear's Toenails. Okay. And it's um, like all like 90s rap. Okay. Who's your, who's your like DMX? Uh, <laughs> who are you talking there with 90s rap? Um, well, 90s rap, but then also like the sexy songs. Like, R&B. Yeah. Yeah. Like, My pony. Sure. Genuine. Yeah. 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 Room, room, uh, was it? 112 where the players dwell? Yeah. Did you call it Mixies? Mixies? No. Oh, I thought you said Mixies. It was just mix Mi- CDs. Mix CDs, okay. yeah. I thought you called them Mixies. I was like, oh, that's, that's a <laughs> I good I love name. putting on those old ones. Do you ever like put them on when you go home? Yeah, Melody's trying to get me to get rid of them. No. And I just took my mama's minivan oh, back boy. to New York, and I was so <laughs> pumped to have a CD player. I got my case logic out, and I was ready to jam, and that dang CD player don't work. <sighs> How do you even, re- what do you do there? Do you do you have to replace it, or do you just give up? I mean, I listen to the radio, and I listen to things on my phone. I put my phone in a cup. Is <laughs> right around, I've done right that around in my mom's yeah. Dodge Caravan. <laughs> So a little so genuine. Yes, I am making it in New York, guys. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Well, this is a uh, very eclectic mix. Yes, mm-hmm. all sorts of women least. on this one. <laughs> let's start with the. Uh, let's start with the first one. I have a lot of. Uh, we started talking about it off the record, but let's play this to see if uh, if uh, people can. Ah, uh... Uh, yeah. I can see that this giant is... vessel right now. You started with. If I could turn back, if I could turn back time, my share. Am I supposed to sing all of them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, yes. And you stay. Okay, so. I don't know why I did the things <laughs> I did. I like? have a lot of memories of this song and this video, but they're all uh, of me losing my uh, learning about masturbation okay. as a child. Sorry. Okay, mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. Hey, I'm just being honest. Yeah, this was a probably. Great, because I think about my mom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get her story first. Why did you yes. hear the song? Um, so my parents used to put on these huge parties yes. when I was a little kid and like all the adults would be wasted mm-hmm. and like the big event of the night would be when my mom would come out dressed up as Cher. Oh, you told me that she would disappear, put on a ball gown. <laughs> or what would she wear? Cause maybe well, no, not. She no. wore like the tight pants. Oh, she wore like the Cher outfit and okay. she had the Cher wig, the big black curly wig. Mm-hmm. How old were you at this time? Oh, this was between like ages of like five, like four and like four to eight. They had these huge parties. And then my mom and dad almost got a divorce and um, they were like battling for like who was going to get me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And one of the things my dad did in court was he brought a picture. Oh, shit. Blew it up to like like a poster board, you know, like yeah. a life size cardboard thing. He brought that into court of my mom as Cher and said <laughs> she can't have my children. She thinks she's Cher. Holy shit. Was it yeah. just at these parties that she would dress up? Or were, or were there times where you're like getting ready for school and you'd come out and she'd be dressed as Cher? I mean, mama's best friend was Woody. That was our hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Um, slash the only out gay man in North Carolina at oh, the time. Fun. Uh huh. Um, so Woody would always dress up as like sexy Madonna. Oh, okay. Or sometimes Woody <laughs> would dress up as Reba, who's also on my list. Sure. Um, but 
Yeah, so Woody would do the hair and the makeup. Mm-hmm. And so I heard Woody would disappear at this party. Yeah, and then they would come out drunk and do drag performances in our living room. Wow. And my dad pretended to be a Las Vegas announcer. Oh, okay. Oh, so he was in on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very fun. She just, I remember, the the helicopter just landed in the pasture. <laughs> yes. Cher is here. She's in the building. And Ric Flair was probably at at least one of these parties, correct? We did have dinner with him yes, one time. I know. I love that story. For those that don't know, Ric Flair is a wrestler. A world famous Woo! wrestler from Charlotte, North Carolina. And... Uh, Neighbors to Allie. I'd like to think that his That's crazy. his big mansion was right up the hill from your Well, house. he owned Gold's Gym, which was yes, right down from um, some of our best friends owned a restaurant and mm-hmm. was right down from there. So we ate dinner with him one night. How does how do you feel about the video to the song? Mm-hmm. Did, when, when did, did you know the song first, then see the video? Or was it I knew the song through my mom. Okay. Um, Didn't the video come out like right at the same time though? Like I thought, of course. Like but I'm just saying, I've seen the video now as an adult, but yeah. I don't really remember the video. But as, as a kid, because we're a little older yeah. than Allie, so as a kid, I would imagine like you're like you you know a song, Are and you, you see the video, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is not what I would have. I mean, expected. my mom was already doing some real sexy moves. But I mean, yeah, she wore the outfit and everything. Mm-hmm. That was probably like such a go-to risque Halloween costume back mm-hmm, in the day. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading the book I Want My MTV and I think Cher had felt like she wasn't like the hot, the sexy lady anymore. So she mm-hmm. needed to go big on this one. She and she, it. and I was telling you guys before we started recording, she kept like a coat on before they started and it the was black like... black leather coat. Yeah, and then it was time and she <sighs> took it off and everybody was like, whoa. I remember that. That might have been one of those like, we got to show this video after nine o'clock. We're it sorry. Was, it was. It was, yeah. uh, it was after nine o'clock. They would only show it on MTV and mm-hmm. I, I used to think that it was going to be a lot bigger than it was and then yeah. you're like, meh. But you're already like, well, I already waited, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, when I got diagnosed with learning disabilities when I was eight, and, like, when my mom, like, we got all the tests done and everything, I was dyslexic, dyscalculic, and ADHD, so, like, a real special ed triple threat. Um, and <laughs> mama, like, sat me down and was like, you know, baby girl, you're going to go to special school. And I started crying, and she said, no, it's fine. You know, Albert Einstein is dyslexic. And I bawled crying and was just like, who is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Mama said, well, Cher's dyslexic. And that's when I was like, I'm listening. Okay, all right. And like, sh- Cher being dyslexic is what made me feel okay with being dyslexic. Were there other Cher songs that you... I don't Does know he any. love me? I want to know. Oh, yeah. That was is a cover. What movie yeah, was that cover. from? That was from... Uh, Grease? No. Just no. like Jesse no. James. <laughs> it was like an updated movie. <laughs> yeah. So there are so there were other songs that you liked oh, of yeah. hers as well, okay? Because I don't I know the Sunny and Bono songs that Sunny and Cher, Sunny and Cher, yeah. Sunny, Sunny and Sunny Bono, and Bono. <laughs> yeah, good good one, Paul. He's a big music guy, um, yeah. But Sunny and Cher, but then she was, and I just remember like I I was able to know I was young enough but old enough to know like oh she's like a big deal because everybody's kind of really carrying on right. about her, mm-hmm. and I would notice she's on everything and she. But she just, did some really great movies. Yeah, yeah. Moonstruck was like a big movie for yeah. her too. Right? But you kind of know, you kind of know like oh you're a bigger deal than other people, and mm-hmm. I just remember, and it was one of those two we talk about how if somebody's on like every channel, every radio station back in the day, you couldn't help but avoid. Seeing listening them. to them and they're on magazine covers it's yeah. like i remember being like how oh, people really care like who she's dating or marrying and all this stuff and and i thought that was so impressive how she was in movies and a musician i was like you can do that mm-hmm. it was wild and she was like winning you know or nominated for academy awards and, and she's stuff. still performing yeah. like huge tours and 
what? She's like 70 or something. Sassy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's interesting. She's definitely... She's interesting because I think she's like pulls back and then comes back out and she like reintroduces herself. And then she had the like robotic like do you believe in life after love that friggin' song. Do you believe in life after love? Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. She's reinvented herself. Gay mm-hmm. icon. She's like, I mean, you know, real deal. Yeah. Speaking of icons that have, I mean, gone into is, multiple fields. Is our next artist a gay icon? No, I mean, but she's done television. She she's actually done. is she's, very, I feel like she's very you know supportive of that community. And actually. I bet a lot of kids grew up watching her show. We're speaking none other than Reba McIntyre. Let's uh, let's play the second song. This is called Fancy by Reba McIntyre. Allie, feel free to sing along. Oh, I will. Never heard this song before, by the really? way. Really? She has got a real mm. interesting voice here. Well, I remember it all very well Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18 I lived in a one-room rundown shack On the outskirts of New Orleans We didn't have money for food or rent They said at least we were hard-pressed And Mama spent every last penny She had to buy me a dancing dress Mama washed and combed and curled my hair And then she painted my eyes and lips and I stepped into a satin dancing dress I had a slip from the side Clean up to my heel It was red velvet <laughs> oh, I won't stop You just have to stop What's the What's the What's a dancing dress by the way What makes that difference Or to a dance Well I, you can't dance In other trances Come on man Well no This this song has a full Story to it Give us the breakdown okay. Give us yours Yeah So this song is about A real poor family In the south And they're getting kicked Out of their home The baby's sick Baby's dying Baby's dying Mama You know Daddy's gone Mama's sick Went out for cigs And never came back Yeah It's rough (laughs) Mama's fighting something So mama Is dressing fancy up To send her out To be a prostitute Oh Yeah You gotta earn You gotta earn For the family Uh I did not hear that Coming Fancy don't let me down Wow. Did you see that coming? I at first thought there was it was a poor family who's like, you know what? Even though we're poor, you're going to enjoy this prom or something like that. No. That's why I kind of. <laughs> and then it's like, oh things. no, Mm-mm. very mm. controversial. But then she makes it like by the end of the song. You know, the song's a whole story, which so much a '90s country is. And uh, you know, by the end, you know, she makes it. She makes it big time. She got her a New York townhouse flat. What do you feel about '90s? Is '90s country music like your your wheelhouse? Love it. <laughs> what do you feel about the current, like, popular country music? Also, you love still love it. it, like Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida, Florida, Florida Georgia line. Yeah, Florida. You into that? Um, yeah. Well, they're calling that more like bro country yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think my heart will always be with like '90s country, and there's another group, country group mm-hmm. that we're gonna do towards the end, and I think they have more of like a folky older Does that country speak to sound. you more than bro country? I mean uh I, I like all of it. Like Luke Brown has this new song called Knockin' Boots and it just makes me laugh so yeah. hard. Knockin' Was boots. there was there like uh were there different types of country artists that like were there rivalries in the nineties or like oh you can't like Billy Ray Cyrus if you like Garth Brooks or anything? Well like that? I feel like the thing has always been between Garth Brooks and George Strait. Like okay. who's really the goat? Yeah, who has the most number mm-hmm. one singles and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. was there like among your friends and stuff where they're like, you're like, you had to go into one camp or was there anything like that? Cause I, I know think we just all went through like periods of things we were obsessed with. Like there was a big Dixie Chicks phase. Sure. 
Um, All right. Did they lose you when they spoke out about George W. Bush during the Iraq War? Me, the closeted gay girl? Yeah. No, they didn't lose me. It's so funny how they're so like, no, we were right all along, everybody. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, you were right. We're so mm-hmm. sorry. No one's, yeah, they still it's have pretty No, I love them. And like one of their main lead singers, Natalie, is um, really good friends with Fortune Femster, who's oh, one right of my on. favorite lesbian communities. Yeah. Yeah. Also it's from North Carolina. Her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She was one of my favorite guests on Loveline back in the day, Natalie. She was wild. She was so yeah. funny, so hilarious on Loveline when it was like the show. Um, did you watch Reba's sitcom? Yes. I feel like I I'm missed a that. But yeah, theme, legendary theme song. <laughs> uh, but I know so many people who grew up with that show who it's just like, they're just like, oh shit, this is my fucking show. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if people are like, oh yeah, she's also a singer because she sang the theme song. I think she has such a, a weirdly interesting voice Yeah, where it's like aggressively... I don't know. I don't want to say like aggressively country, but it's like whatever that like. I feel like when people hear me talking, they're like, do you really sound like that? I'd be like, oh, you should listen to Reba. Yeah, (laughs) she's more cartoony. It's just it's it's an interesting voice where I think now if you listen to like a lot of younger singers or like commercials, Mm -hmm. like the effects that some people try to do with their voice, it's real like like the cover, like a cover song that's like acoustic. Yeah. And the woman will just be like, I can't do an acoustic version of fancy. Falling in love with you. Like shit like that. But then Reba, I'm like, this is how she clearly sings. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, I'm going to try something different. It's like, no, that's how (laughs) she sings. You hear when she talks. Which, talking about Broadway, she played Annie Get Your Gun. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. My friend, uh, who I grew one of my dear friends, that's her favorite artist, like one of her favorite artists. She doesn't like country. She just likes Reba as a person. And like they became like pen pals somehow because she wrote this book about transcendental meditation and stuff. And they, they became like buds. But like... She goes and sees Reba because she likes her as a person. Sure. The music is secondary because she's like an icon. What was her theme song for her show? Because um, I'm a survivor. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, if you played it, I could sing every word. Because with the show, it was like she was friends with her, her ex-husband yeah, and her, her ex-husband's ex-husband like ding-dong wife. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara Jean. Barbara Jean. Yeah. <laughs> what channel that. was this on? It was like a syndicated show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know it's. I know it existed, but yeah. I, I I passed my. It was time. like an after school show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was on the WB. I think it was on the WB. Yeah. I mean, actually, it was probably on at night, but it hit syndication, and it was just. It was one of those shows where I remember back when you had cable, when you flipped through every channel, it was like always on after school, always on. Oh, so y'all have to have the story of why I chose this. Yes, please. Okay, so Mama and Woody would always dress up at home. Mm -hmm. Well, once they found out I was dyslexic, that's when Mama signed me up for beauty pageants. Okay, (laughs) just to kind of like boost the confidence. I had no, I had no confidence. She's like, all right, you know, she can't read. Watch her spin around. Okay. (laughs) Woody, get her a little dress. Yeah. We're gonna cover up this dyslexia. Do her hair, Woody. But for like my first few pageants, Woody did my hair and makeup and okay. I looked just like a mini drag queen. Wow. Okay. It was like, the eyeshadow was very intense. Woody wasn't very subtle. He would go big. Yeah. Okay. Woody, and and me, I was like, I would like, I want to sing for my talent. And Woody was like, no, no, you're going to lip sing. I can coach that. Oh, wow. So Woody dressed me up like Reba McIntyre in Fancy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eight years old with this sexy red dress on, red cowboy boots, and a woman's, grown woman's red curly wig on. It came down almost like to the behind my knees. Nice. And I'm up there doing these fancy don't like these like shaking my hips fancy yeah. don't let me down and of course at the time i have no idea it's about a mother convincing her daughter to become a prostitute <laughs> at age eight <laughs> but that's what i was i was doing a drag performance do you have a go about becoming a prostitute at <laughs> do you, age eight do you, do you have a go-to karaoke song uh typically melissa etheridge okay come to my window. yeah that's um you know I was just watching a Melissa but this, Ethers. I know every word fancy sure this would I feel like fancy would be one when it came on at a uh, karaoke it'd be kind of like I think a good song for karaoke is one that everybody might not know but after a little while they're kind of like wow what is this but it's hard because it's real long yeah you know those story songs mm-hmm. those story songs can sometimes go on people also are, do people turn, I also do turn back time sure people who are drunk at a karaoke bar aren't gonna be able to like follow yeah, the no, story follow like, the thread. What's, what's going on she said what her mom does what <laughs> wants her to do they what? need something easy like uh semi-chime life now our next, <laughs> our next song this is uh this is a first for this podcast you're welcome you are the first uh <laughs> podcast guest taking us to broadway all right, this is uh, Changing My Major by Emily Skaggs. To From what John play? Fun Home. Okay. Are y'all excited? What happened last night? Oh, my God. Are you really here? Skaggs, not Skaggs. Joan, 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 Joan. Hi, Joan. Don't look up, Joan. <laughs> Oh my god, last night. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Last night, I got so excited. I was too enthusiastic. Thank you for not laughing. Well, you laughed a little bit at one point when I was touching you. You're smiling so much. I just had to trust that you don't think I'm an idiot or some kind of an animal. I never lost control due to overwhelming lust, but I must. Say that I'm changing my major to Joan. I'm changing my major to sex with Joan. It's the okay, first so lesbian how, musical ever. How did you, uh, well, tell us the story behind this song. Well, I'm, I'm like a theater kid. So that my degree's in theater and I've always loved musicals. Um, but this was like the first like lesbian musical mm-hmm. um and it's by Alison Bechtel um who wrote this uh graphic novel called Fun Home and um it's all about her experience of growing up in Pennsylvania in a funeral home whoa um and like kind of her coming out and her and eventually, I mean, her dad ends up killing himself, but he uh, was also gay. Okay. And these are, it's all true too and based on Alison Bechtel's life. And she's just such a like incredible, important feminist and female writer as far as just all writing. Like, because mm-hmm. there's something called the Bechtel method. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've which heard that. all writers kind of try to use now in their writing where you have at least 
two strong female characters that have a conversation yes. within a work that is about something other than men. <laughs> other than, have you seen Paul how, lately? He's the best lawyer around. Who? Yeah. Uh, how How old is this musical? This, this one? Well, Fun Home, um, I mean, I think Fun Home came out maybe eight or nine years ago. Okay. But the graphic novel was out for quite a while, and then I think they worked with Allison. We're like, we want to make this into a musical. So how did you discover, how did you find out about the musical? And well, I mean, I just listen to musicals in general. <laughs> um, what are some of your favorite musicals? Currently, Dear yeah. Evan Hansen, okay. which is about a teen with really bad anxiety. Nice. And talks a lot about anxiety and um, depression. Um, but the music is just incredible. Ben Platt. What was the first uh, musical you went to as a kid? Sound of Music, my mom took me to. Was Woody there? <laughs> Woody was not there. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't yeah. there because he was always around, but no. How Woody. old were you when you saw Sound of Music? Uh, I think I was eight. <laughs> I think that was around the dyslexia time. We were really trying hard to cheer me up. <laughs> yeah, get you out in the world. <laughs> Sounds like it. Put on your red dress. Let's go see uh, Sound of Music. Yeah, the the whole theater, the... That singing style or whatever, mm-hmm. I, it's it's very interesting. Like I'm not I'm, I'm not like a huge theater guy, but when yeah, I hear that I? singing style, it's it, I do like it. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely like it. You know, it's funny when I go to see musicals, I'm always I'm always, I forget that they're gonna start singing, so I get like into the play, the part of the show that's. What's like the last that? musical you saw? I saw Miss Saigon, I think, wow. or, or no, I saw the Dancing Queen one, the mm. ABBA one. Wow! And I was like, I ABBA Mr. one, Mama I like Mia. Mr. Mama Mia. Mia. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, okay, I like ABBA songs. That's not bad. But with the, I remember Miss Saigon. I was a kid, and uh, not a kid, but I was like in high school, and uh, I was like, oh, this is a good story. And mm-hmm. then they would start singing, I'm like, fuck, I just want to, I want to hear the storyline. So I get, mm-hmm. I didn't like the sing songy uh, oh. musical style. Well, I'll almost do the opposite where I'll get very into, like, Fun Home. I'd listened to all the music a million times before I actually got to see it. Oh, very cool. But I'd also read the book. Um, and then Dear Evan Hansen, uh, Melody, my girlfriend, who you guys know, um, took me to see it. But I had listened to all the music and had been listening and listening just nonstop, Evan Hansen. And I think she was like, I'm going to take her, so maybe she'll stop. Um. <laughs> I feel like that's the way to go to a concert, too, is to know a whole bunch of of songs like if sometimes I know somebody's opening for a band I like and I'm not too familiar with them I'll try to listen to some of their stuff yeah it helps to get into the song especially. but if you know the play and everything that's probably but just I didn't, like I didn't, oh okay for Hanson I didn't know the actual story like I, I knew the story through the songs mm-hmm. so there were parts of things that would happen and like Melody would look over and I'd be like <gasps> like yeah. there were just little parts that I didn't know about just from the songs yeah, I, I don't know. What, what, have you seen any musicals? Do they I, have one I, in Indiana? I, of course. <laughs> With the, the Star Plaza that just got torn down. Oh, that's right. Um, I saw, or we come into the big city to see some stuff. I just, I recently saw, I saw Book of Mormon and I saw I Hamilton. Those were like the... I really want to see Hamilton. I haven't the seen two I don't want to see Hamilton. I don't think I can handle Those I can songs, man. I could, I can, I, you listen to it and you're like, oh yeah, that's why everyone is so into that. Also, my, my favorite musical that I've seen recently... Uh, is Steamworks the musical, which uh, uh, is it was at the um, the annoyance about the gay bathhouse in Chicago? <laughs> I didn't know that this was a thing. Uh, my friend Mike Gifford like updated it, and uh, it's some of the songs in there. I still re- sing a little. They're so good. Um, there's one. My dick is in a uh, hole. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of like fun songs. They're, they do one where it's like a fuck off, a fuck off. We're going to have a fuck off. And they have a fuck <laughs> off to show who's the king of the king of steam 
Um, King of Steam. But yeah, there's there was just some like such good songs where you're just like, like they had one about prep, which is like the uh-huh. HIV preventative medication or whatever. And it would be like, I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. And whenever mm-hmm. I see like a, a commercial for prep or from walking around like Boys Town, there's billboards for mm-hmm. prep. I'm just like, I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I can't forget it. <laughs> so a good musical will do that. It is. I do agree with what you're saying where you're like, sometimes you forget they're going to sing and you're yeah, like, it bothered <laughs> me. But like, I, I, I like I won't see Hamilton. I don't I, I don't want to see Hamilton, but I do want to see Book of Mormon just because I, lo- I love those guys. I think is this the best to see Wicked. Wicked. Mm. Wicked's good. Is this the best song from that? Musical. I love Tom Ring Hunt. of Keys too, and okay. it's from. I just love this one because it's so very much like this is a lesbian sex song. Yeah. Um, How important is that with some of these songs, or you know, when you hear it? Like, cause I remember when uh, what was that one? Like um, that Jill Sobley, I kissed a girl, mm-hmm. and then there was like the Katy Perry. Like, is there ever like when you hear a song, you're kind of like, oh, or like if a female singer sings about a woman. Well, when I discovered this musical, I think I was around 26, okay. 33 now. And um, that was like right around the time that I was finally like coming out to my family. I mean, I wasn't even, mm-hmm. didn't even, you guys didn't even, like Mm-mm. other comedians didn't even have any idea. So it was kind of like I would just ride around. And like, I finally felt like I was starting to say it out loud to other people. And then I could just ride around and scream and sing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very like liberating. Nice. Yeah. I wonder about that. If there was like, cause I, I remember like back in the day, some of the songs are like, it's a song about this like woman who's like, I kissed a girl and yeah. they might do it again. It was like, oh, can you believe it? Yeah. It's very interesting. There's a lot of artists that later uh, who were closeted would write these songs, like George Michael would write yeah. all these songs about women, and women like would would love those songs. And now they're like, "Well, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what was that all about?" Sure, mm-hmm. "Careless Whisper," one of the greatest songs of all time. You guys are looking at me. No, oh, yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. that. That's got to be really uh, something. There wasn't a lot that you can identify with. As yeah, a I think kid. it's just about representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of that, the next song yes. is all about that as well. And well, uh, well, you're well, about there's to find a twist. Well, there's a twist. Uh, this is Girl Crush by Little Big Town. Before I play this song, I just want to say this joke that you do about this song is so funny when people, watching people in a southern town, you doing this joke. I'm going to tell you what I saw when you did this joke uh, <laughs> in Nashville. This is Girl Crush by Little Big Town. Mm. For those you can't see, Allie is singing with her eyes closed <laughs> and just totally getting into this. So tell us the tell us the. I know I don't mean to interrupt your moment, but we have legal issues that we can't let pay for so long. Tell I mean I know this. Tell us the story of this song. When I first I cried when I first heard this song, like. For me, as a Southern gay girl, and it being so hard, I think because I'm Southern to say to say I'm gay, to have a to feel like oh my God, I have a song, 
now you know like there is a lesbian country there's this doesn't just represents being gay this represents me and um then you know i went online and i did all the research and because i wanted to know you know the backstory of it and who the lesbians were and who was this based off and like where do they live and are they married do they have cats like i want to know <laughs> how many cats how many cats they have a baby how hard is it to get a baby how old were you when you found this what were you doing the research and just trying to um probably around the same time as kind of like the okay. fun home thing like i was just so excited and then i was immediately <laughs> completely and utterly crushed exact opposite <sighs> The song is about a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is funny, but it was not funny. Anymore. It's about a woman that wants to kiss another woman. So she wants to kiss like her, her ex's new girlfriend okay. so she can taste him. Aww. There's a line in the song where he says, I want to I wanna kiss taste your lips. Because t- yeah. right? they taste like you. I want to drown myself in a bottle of your perfume. I want your long blonde hair. It's so like, yeah, like unless you did the research, I would think it is. And when the song came out, people were calling in to the Southern radio stations and saying, take that filth off the radio. Sure. We don't want any gay song. Like radio stations were having to stop playing Girl Crush because everybody thought it was a gay song, but it wasn't. It was about a woman that's going to kiss another woman to taste a man. Yeah. Which is just weirder than <laughs> shit. That's so weird. Everybody's weird. Could, that have been that. A, could it be a cover-up? Like, were they doing that because of the backlash? Is there any possibility or did they just come out? No, they both look like they love the ding-dong. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> even now, even today in country music, like Casey Musgraves has that one song where she's like, kiss a girl or don't. Like, yeah. do you have to like, or, I'm just saying, maybe, Follow possibly. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just, maybe if that's what you want i don't know don't get mad at me yeah but that is funny how you're like oh fuck yeah and then it's like oh that's not yeah yeah it's fun watching the crowd when you do, you do a joke about it and, and it's, i'm not you don't it, there's you can't do justice to it until you see it but like it's fun watching the crowd when you tell that that story and i saw you i've seen you do that joke here in chicago and stuff but you did it in nashville and you could just see some of their faces be like I didn't see that coming. I did like, not know that. <laughs> yeah. It was like, we were at a, sh- I think like last month. It yeah. was funny. It, it, yeah. And I hadn't been doing that joke for a long time, but then I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to the South. I should. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so weird. And so like at the end of my joke, I, I talk about like, you know, why can't we just write one song, just one about <laughs> two girls eating pussy in a pickup truck. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, and then you were not going to listen to the song today, but there was this grill. Like I had that, uh, actually taped it at CYSK mm-hmm. and then put it online and, uh, this rockabilly, um, group called Karen and the Sorrows reached out to me. They're based out of Brooklyn. They're a lesbian rockabilly group. And they were like, we're going to write you a pussy in a pickup truck song. We heard hey. your joke. And they like wrote about me in this huge article That's write-up so cool. they had at. And yeah, they wrote a song called Take Me For A Ride. There you go. And do they have that line about eating pussy in a pickup truck? I was truck? like, we're going to go down, down. And like they have hand <laughs> motions and everything. Oh, it's nice. so great. I was like, no, this is a huge honor. Now we're talking. That's Yeah, that's very cool. But it is funny where it's just like, why can't there be a song about this? Yeah. When you think about all the, especially in country music, all the tropes and everything of like, you know, there's like the old, uh, you know, 
They said that was the greatest song ever. I disagree because there's nothing about mama, pickup trucks, or going to prison or drinking. And then it's like, <laughs> okay. But also, you want to hear a song about you or yeah. your lifestyle or whatever. And if it's – because that would be weird. It's like – it's almost it almost reminds me of like uh, I'll watch – like a a documentary or like I was watching the toys that made us on Netflix, which is like mm. about all the, and it was talking about He-Man and this by black yourself guy, in the dark, not creepy at all. <laughs> not creepy at all. Uh, no, but this black guy on there was like, I don't know. He's like, there was no black people on TV. And I was like, well, He-Man's dark enough. Like he's pretty much the only black guy on TV, a cartoon. So I'm into he this guy. Hair. He didn't, he said the skin was this dark. It was the darkest skin on TV. Mm. So he goes, I, I identified with He-Man and it's like, yeah, at the end of the day you want music or you want, I know when I'm like, you know, I remember when I was younger and I'm like, oh, this girl broke my heart. I'm going to listen to sad, you know, punk music about girls breaking mm-hmm. boys hearts. And it's like you want to hear music that represents you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I always wanted to. There was no Iranians in the music field. So as soon as there were <laughs> some. Zero. Well, there was. How come there's no songs about Iranian lesbians eating pussy yeah. in a pickup truck? But no, I Which mean. My girlfriend a... is an Iranian right. lesbian. So go. we do need that. There we go. There was. Uh, but Listeners no, you do make wanna, it. I, do, I, can, I, I can identify with that because you can just like when I found out Freddie Mercury was from Zanzibar, but my parents told me he was Iranian. So I was like, oh, wow, Freddie Mercury. I was all excited. And Soundgarden had some Indian guys in their band. So I was like, oh, there's, I have a chance. That's why I went into music and didn't happen. So. <laughs> You're talking about dolls. Uh, my mom, all I wanted was a Cabbage Patch doll when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't, like, it, it was like, you know. They were like 35 you, bucks, right? Yeah, and I mean, you get in line at like three in the morning, you get trampled, and they were out. My uncle found one at the Walmart in Roxburgh, North Carolina, finally, but it was black. And I, when I opened it, I cried, and I was like, what's, I'd never been given a black baby doll. Sure. And I said, you know, what is wrong with my doll? And my mom told me it was Hawaiian. (laughs) Like, why wouldn't you just tell me the doll is black? uh, uh, That's a Hawaiian baby. We had guys would get Cabbage Patch Kids. Sure, I got one for Christmas. I didn't get one. I remember I was the only one of my friends that didn't have one. They're like, oh, you can't afford it. I was like, oh, I just don't have one. But but they would oh, get that like, was they 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 bullied you for not being able to afford not a Cabbage one. Patch yeah. doll. Yeah, kids was, are cruel, man. I just remember that kids are cruel. <laughs> but they were expensive, that's funny, I your uncle. I, I just imagine your uncle being like. Oh, I found one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, that, he, Him to, at the store making yeah. the decision, do I get it or not? It's like a Southern Seinfeld episode. But like, why not say the like... Cabbage Patch is black. At least like say like What's Jamaican or yeah. something. Hawaiian, Hawaiian people do not, are not, no. don't look black at all. Or could, they could have done like, you know that show, Webster or Different Strokes? <laughs> don't you think that would be fun? Yeah, that's right. Have a little black kid uh, adopt. North Carolina. Different times. I loved that baby doll. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you, what, what was, was the name? name? <laughs> I don't remember. But I do know I would say aloha to it. That's like something tongue. where like, you, you, I could imagine somebody like, why does your kid go up to every black person and say aloha? And they're like, it's a long story. <laughs> oh, you Hawaiian? And they're like, uh, what? No, I grew up in North Carolina. I'm just a black dude working at this place. Well, aloha. <laughs> Do you know how to surf, sir? He's like, what the fuck is this kid asking me for? Did you did you have that happen to you when you were going to the stores? You're like, oh, aloha, aloha, black person. I don't remember. I know I say it to my doll though when I come up. I had a I had a um a whole 
couch full. We had a playroom and, and we had a couch and it was just the whole couch was filled with baby dolls. Prominently so on display. You know, hello, And then hello, the Hawaiian hello, baby hello, stuck hi. out. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, there's Barbie, Becky, and Aloha, baby. <laughs> okay, we got one last song here. Uh, this is called If She Ever Leaves Me by The High Women. Let's play a little of it and then you can tell us why mm-hmm. this is on the list. It's gonna get gay again. <laughs> I kind of like this song. Mm-hmm. I see you watch her from across the room, dancing a hole in your mind. It takes more than whiskey to make that flower bloom. By the third drink, you'll find out she's mine. Okay, what's the what's the story, Allie? Now this is the real deal, first ever mainstream lesbian country song. All right, what year? This year just oh, came out. Okay, it dropped. This album dropped about a month ago. This okay. is the High Women. Um, the main four women. Yes, four women that are singer songwriters in Nashville. Um, and really, when you look at the charts in country music, you, and even of, of what gets played on country music radio, for every 10 men, there's going to be one woman. Mm-hmm. And so their whole thing is trying to bring that awareness to the forefront, um, which is great. But it's also Brandy Carlini, who is just like a lesbian icon as far as folk. Brandy Carlisle? Yeah, Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. So I, I did Brandy Car- I said the um, girl from Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> Linda Carlini and Brennan Carl. All good. Um, She's in this band? Yes. Oh, I didn't That's her singing this song. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Brandy Carlisle. She's going and country. Yes. We had, Brandi, we had a Brandy Carlisle song on a prior yeah. episode, too. Yeah, but so she's like a huge lesbian oh, icon. There she is, yeah. But she also is a huge writer in Nashville. She's mainstream, too. She's not yeah. country. I mean, she goes. Yeah, yeah. No, she's very make more like oh, Amer- yeah. Americana, I right. would say. Um, right, right. So, you know, and she's a very out proud lesbian working in a world that <laughs> is not that uh, right so yeah so um so this was a big deal because where i thought girl crush was my first mm-hmm. mainstream this is actually the first ever i didn't realize that it was like a mainstream super lesbian country song nice design and women was their hit single from this album so um, it's uh brandy carlisle natalie hemby Marin Morris and Amanda Shires. Mm-hmm. Who are these other women? I, I, did you know them before? Or um, I guess Natalie seems to have written for a bunch of people. Yeah, Leanne they Walmart. were more of like Marin Morris is like blown up. Like she has a couple of of her own singles on the charts right now, so she's kind of doing her own tour as well as the High Women. Um, so are these women all uh, gay? Oh. No, just okay. Brandy. Okay, gotcha. Just Brandy. But actually, Amanda and her husband um, wrote the song and then took it to Brandy. Nice. And we're like, what do you think? Because she's like, hey, can we do this? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, yeah, get someone that's a forefront in the gay community. To, <laughs> yeah. To but I like it. how there's, I, with country music, it's so interesting how there's like these singer-songwriters and then there's just the luck. Let's drink white claws out of red red solo cups, man. Like mm-hmm. there's like that back and forth of it or whatever. 
Um, and then, like you said, you kind of have to like Trojan horse this into popular country radio to be like, cool song, yeah. huh? And like, it's about a woman loving a woman. Yeah. And I love a good like unrequited love song and stuff like that. Like, mm. uh, when I, f- Melody sent me the video, because I had already um, listened to their redesign and women. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it about the show? Fixing up the world by cleaning <laughs> up the kitchen. Um, it, and she was like, holy crap, their album's going to have like a lesbian country star. And she sent mm-hmm. me the video and they sang it and Dolly was there, pardon. And, uh, What's watched- your theory? Is she fully tatted? Is Dolly fully tatted? Uh, just her titties. Really? <laughs> no. No, I've heard the rumor. She's like fully, like aggressively tatted. No way. I've heard she's got a whole lot of tattoos. That's why you never see her arms. Really? Yep. That's oh. what I've heard. I'm gonna do some research. You on sure that. should. This uh, Amanda Shires uh, plays is with Jason Isbell too. Mm-hmm. And that is her husband. Oh, oh, okay. And they uh, helped write this song. I didn't know it. Jason Isbell is amazing. Yeah. I love. Yeah, his he was music. like one of the main writers on this song. Yeah, he's he's one this of my like, favorite singers. This is like premium top shelf singer songwriter country music. See, You're I knew welcome, there was guys. a reason I yeah, like this song. Allie. Jason Isbell's involved. Drive by truckers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to need to acknowledge the four women. Well, uh, Brandy Carlisle. <laughs> Paul's like, he's the star. And no. he has these four women. As I said on prior episodes, Brandy Carlisle, I'm a fan of Brandy Carlisle's yeah. music. I've always, I mean, I tend to listen to singer songwriters. That's mm-hmm. all like 90% of my music is what I call sissy rock, like Ryan Adams and stuff like that. Because that's the kind of music I love I play. Ryan Adams too, Sweet Carolina. Yeah. Um, I hate that he's a turd person. Yeah. Way to go, Ryan. Well, there's gonna. I like that terminology, turd person. <laughs> turd that sounds like person. a fun headline, like Rolling Stone magazine. Like Ryan Adams if turns you, out he's a turd person. If you if you if you read the the whole article about him, that just he's just a he's just a he's just a child. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff that he yeah, pulled turd off. person. Well, Ali summed it up perfectly. He's a turd person. He's got a backstory that's pretty bad. So, but yeah, I'm not defending him. He's been canceled. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can still listen to Pick Me Up, Paul, in your apartment I, when no one's pick home. Me up. I you still, can still play listen it. to it's my it. Go to song. I so. still like Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline, Desire. I mean, the guy's got a great catalog. But what can you I do? also loved when he redid the Taylor Swift album. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's like, oh man. Okay. Um, this is, but the high women. And I think that'll it'll obviously spring more female artists when they hear that and then they're mm-hmm. like oh you can do that sometimes it's so weird with music where you just need one person to do it and everyone else goes oh you could do that oh well, i'm gonna were, do that there were a bunch of uh gay singer songwriters in my in our generation indigo yeah. girls were out pretty early melissa etheridge was out i always think like and how I, is there not another lilith fair it seems like the right time to do it right Another Lilith yeah. Fair before your time do you remember Lilith Fair? i know what you're talking about <laughs> um i mean i used to like would like <laughs> I mean, I've uh, we all you know about all my depression issues. Yeah. Go listen to my old episodes of wrestling yeah. with depression. But um, I remember as like a sixth, seventh grader, like I would surround myself with candles in mm-hmm. my room and like lay in the center of them and just listen to Sarah McLaughlin. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> surrounded by candles. I love that. So she Sarah was a McLaughlin. Lilith. I love a good emo yeah. kid story. Yeah. I love a good like emo junior high high school story of just like listening to the saddest songs. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, even though your like heart is broken, you're just like, I got to keep listening to these sad yeah. songs. I had a breakup mix that I made when I was depressed, and I would, uh, it was a cassette. That's how old we are. Uh, this was the 90s. 
and I put all the songs that would make me sad, and I put them on a cassette, and I would I'd fill up my gas tank and just drive to all the places where that girl dumped me or whatever, and just smoke a pack of Marlboro Lights. <sighs> nice. Until the till the pack was done, yeah. or, the, or the gas was out of the car. Two three hours. Oof. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> there were no Ryan Adams songs on that no. tape. Those before Ryan Adams, but there was there was uh, an Indigo Girls song on there. Well, Allie, this is uh, quite a little mix here. I feel like we went on a little journey. Yeah. And a sometimes big, people put songs on and they're just like, I don't know, just like it. Like you had a great, great stories for all these. Yeah, Allie. Hey guys, I put some thought into you it. You did. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you bringing this, uh, this country, this little country, your own little country I just country can't wait to text you in like two weeks and be like, how many musicals have you listened to? I mean, to? I'm, I'm getting, I've been uh, inundated with musicals lately because <laughs> my girlfriend did a, a wrestling remix of Hamilton for a wrestling show called <laughs> Slamilton coming up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I like it. I like the, the that, that style of like speak singing kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Sing songy. Sing songy. That's it. And uh, yeah, too bad Girl Crush wasn't a, just about a legit Girl Crush, but then you followed it up mm-hmm. with a legit legit i think that there's still a chance that that's uh that it is your version and they just kind of covered up to to go mainstream hey you never know never know. I, never I'm, a, know. I'm a big believer because i listened to the song and i listened to your story and i was like maybe they're just saying that it is because they don't want to get backlash but uh, before we get out of here where do you see uh country music going in the next uh couple years where's the trend do you think there will be um, these like branches of like more, more like alternative country music i feel i mean i feel like we're still gonna go in like what i call like the bro country yeah route um that's just gonna happen which is like the summertime jams the drinking beer on a boat jams sure um but i think we're also gonna go in this route like the high one where it is more like the singer songwriter type of stuff i think when you get a little older you require a little more. It's almost like that stuff's like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And then after a little while, you're like, oh, I kind of like a nice meal. Which I was, I was, when I was in Nashville, I went to this place called the Listening Room. Mm-hmm. And like you got to, like, there was one artist up there that like just sold a song to Rascal Flats. So mm-hmm. it's like so many great like, artists that write for other people there. Yeah. yeah. That, sure. And I mean, just an incredible singers. I was like, why aren't you famous? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're They're behind the machine. They're the, yeah. the you're a chubby twenty eight year old machine. that's yeah. black in Nashville. Oh, okay. Rascal Flats gets that hit. Yeah. Yeah. But that um, but that they go to Nashville. A lot of artists that that I used to work with and represent would go there and they would make fortunes writing for other mm-hmm. people. And then they, they use that money. the goal is you're gonna like take that money and then go to LA and, and make the launch. But mm-hmm. then sometimes you get stuck because the money's so good. I like those stories where somebody's been writing for somebody for so long, and then finally they're just like, "Maybe I'll do this myself." And then I they, mean, Chris Stapleton, mm-hmm. you guys know Chris yeah. Stapleton. Mm-hmm. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Wrote for years and years and years, you know, and he's this like grizzly, yeah, you know, mountain man, and nobody was ever like, you know, I think it was like you don't have the look, yeah. And now, I mean, he's one of like. The top seller wasn't music. with with Dolly Parton. I think I will always love you. Elvis wanted to do it, but it, but with Elvis's thing, if he did your song, it was like his song, and you mm-hmm. couldn't say you wrote it or anything, or you could never perform it. And she was like, "No, I think I'm gonna hold on to that one." Yeah, and he was like, okay. "Thank goodness, Elvis really wants this, but okay." <laughs> and she had yeah, took a chance on herself. 
Yeah, Dol- Dolly Parton's amazing too. Well, speaking of amazing, we are Allie. Uh, I wish we amazing could... guest Allie, as always. Where can people find out more about you? Follow me at a country Clayton on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really tweet very much. I just say watch my Instagram. That's the most interesting. I wish we could just go back and start this whole thing over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. See what I did there? I did, unfortunately. Woody would be so proud. All right, I'm going to go get in my jumpsuit. I'll be back. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of Make Us a Mixtape. Please, please subscribe to us, review us, tell us what you think, and message us at paulmartymix at gmail.com.